All right. We are going to start utilizing our declarations that we made up from the prophetic words that you all gave a couple of weeks ago. So right now, we're going to have those up on the screen, and we're going to read through them. Yes, and I would like everyone to stand as we do that. I was getting there. I was getting there. Please stand. We're going to make some declarations together. All right, we'll start with number one. Are you ready? Are, are we ready? All right, let's go. Not one promise of God is empty of power. Not one word will return empty. Okay. All right. Let me, uh, maybe I need to go through this door and come back in. We're going to start that again. I need some enthusiasm. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? I'm not feeling it, but we're going to find out right now. Number one again. Here we go. Not one promise of God is empty of power. Not one word will return empty. Better. Let's keep going. Number two, we will be radically obedient to the voice of God. We are unapologetically swept up in the wild wind of the Spirit. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Organizationally, we are both an incubator and in an incubator. This is a year of hatching. Pace, discovery, establish. Real quick, pace, discovery, establish. Those are three big words you're going to hear throughout the year. God is setting the pace for what it is we're doing. He's allowing us to discover things and then establish them, which goes along with the school that we're working on. All right, here we go. Next one. We are a people fully awakened and pursuing our destiny. We develop leaders. We are a prosperous organization that garners investors. Our finances overflow, we carry no debt, and our building is paid in full. Oh, come on. I need, that's really good. We have got to get more enthusiastic about making declarations. You have to be bold in doing this. We are going to do that one again. All right, here we go. We are a prosperous organization that garners investors. Our finances overflow. We carry no debt, and our building is paid in full. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next, we will steward a kingdom culture that infiltrates every realm in existence. I firmly believe we are doing that this morning. We are infiltrating every realm in existence. All right. We are a kingdom strategist who are sought out for strategies and answers. That's good. You guys are going to walk out of these conversations full of answers and strategies. All right. We will walk in a greater measure of unity and faith like never before, empowered, authentic, and emboldened with limitless energy. Woo. All right. Are we getting more enthused with this? I know. Okay. One person. Well, that's a good start. All right. Here we go. We will live under his umbrella of presence. We will enjoy new experiences of glory, creative miracles, and healing. Woo! Yes. We will choose the adventure God planned for us. It's an adventure filled with pulse-raising adrenaline, joy unspeakable, and unreasonable peace. I should hear you guys. Come on. Last one. Here we go. We will experience our divine inheritance, seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Woo! So good. All right. We're going to continue doing that, and we will definitely get... What? Did I? No, we did that one. We did that. You missed it. You, you skipped it up there. All right. What we need to do now is we need to uh, fill in some chairs up here. So join us up here, everyone. We're going to fill in this circle. Let's go. We got more chairs we could pull out. Come on. Move forward. 
Move forward. Move forward. I am. Yeah, you're the closest, so I get to pass the mic to you first. We can grab more chairs here. Grab more chairs. Pull them around. We got some space here. There's another chair right there. Yes. Um, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to grab some plastic chairs because there's there's not enough space for these big ones. Yeah. does look there's even more space right here you want the mic first okay she does I know this is fun I'm enjoying everybody just circled up like this. It's going to be a great morning. What we do want to recognize, though, is that, that with these changes that we've made, particularly with... We were about to clean up a mess downstairs. <laughs> um, with these changes that we've made to Sunday mornings, we know that uh, there is a lot that God is kind of provoking and bringing to the surface with some of the things that um, we kind of hold dear uh, in terms of how we think church should be or how it should go. And so we're, we're looking forward to seeing the different things that I know Angie and I are looking forward to it. There's going to be some, some awkwardness in these conversations, there's going to be some different things that come up and uh, we'll work through it. The biggest thing we want to do is stay on topic with the questions. We do need participation though. Without it, we're, we're going to miss, we're going to miss something. We're going to miss what it is that you guys uniquely bring to the table. So just be aware, there will be some stuff that comes up in you that's like, huh, what that person said doesn't really sit well with me. It's okay. Is everybody comfortable with that? Completely uncomfortable. Nope. <laughs> but it's got to be okay. We all have different ideas, right? Yes? No? We all think the same? Okay, good. We do because we don't want to tell you what to think. That's a big part of these conversations, right? We want you to be able to think on your own. We want you to know how to think. We can sit up here and tell you what to think, but that's not discipleship, right? Or it would be discipleship unto us and not to Jesus. And we don't want that. One of the uh, uh, scriptures that just keeps coming up in my head is particularly around these conversations is Proverbs 25.2. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. That's what we want to do. We want to search out the kingdom, right? What do we got up going on up here? Us. Oh, interesting. Can we get the questions up there, please? All right. Yes. So we are live with this conversation. Is everybody okay with that? Great. Thanks. And uh, for the live, can you uh, split screen us with the questions also? So people on there know what we're talking about. Whenever you get to it. Everyone say, hello, Kalita. Hi. And the millions of other fans watching. We call things as though they are. Yes. All right. 
Oh, you want to do that? Okay. The one I talked about the other day? Okay, I want to see a show of hands. This is... If you've heard this question before, I would be surprised. I would like to know how many of you, when you put your shoes on, put your socks on first and then your shoes? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. How many? Wow. How, how many are sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Okay. Wow. Yeah, how many don't know? I posed this question to Angie the other day, and she was like, um, not sure. <laughs> I just want to get you guys talking. Now I know that you can. Kian, I didn't see you. Which one are you? Sock shoe, sock shoe, or sock, sock, shoe, shoe? Okay. Doesn't matter. They're still shoes. That's, that's a new one. Okay. Yeah, I got my K-State socks on. All right. All right, the questions are up on the screen, and this is how this is going to work. If you have something to contribute to the conversation, the mic will act as a talking stick because we don't have any other equipment. <laughs> and this right. is the best way we, we could figure out how to do this. So what does it look like for you to seek first the kingdom? I will just pick somebody if nobody wants to volunteer. Yes. What does it look like for you to seek first the kingdom? How do you any? seek first the kingdom? Yes. Is that better? Okay. Um, well, whatever I was thinking about it and I wrote down a couple of different things, I feel like what it, it can look mainly seeking first the kingdom of God looks like, like putting like God first, obviously, like what's on his mind. Um, but then I also think it can be, um, personal, like just for a season, possibly like, what does it look like? Like I feel, um, Hold on, I wrote what it, what I, uh, oh yeah. So I really feel like for me, um, what it looks like is Matthew 6.34. Like I just feel like it really describes it purpose perfectly. Hold on. 6.34. Um, re, it's, so the, it's so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. That's the verse. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. This is the verse. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. So I feel like like right now, like it could be a personal thing. And for so seeking first the kingdom of God looks like me not worrying and just taking things as they come. That's it. Um, so for me, seeking the kingdom of God, um, it's, I, I think I used to think I sought the kingdom of God first, but it seemed like God and church were in this separate place. And so I lived a life, you know, did all the things, whether it's fun with friends, work, all those things. But I didn't really think about God during those. It was like, okay, this is lifetime. This is God time. And the more I see how much he loves me, the more I want to ask him, God, which fruit should I choose? You know, God, um, what would you do with this haircut? You know, God, how do you want me to give? Uh, even walking down, you want me to pick that stick up? <laughs> you know, and, and it sounds silly, 
but I'll tell you, I cannot go shopping without putting my cart back because the Holy Spirit has told me it's just ingrained in there that I know it's what he wants from me. And so the more you obey radical obedience, whether it makes sense or not, you it just compels you into even more. And to me, that is living kingdom. And that's putting him first when he's considered in everything that you do. Okay, so essentially, of course, we all know that in order to enter the kingdom of God, we need to believe in Jesus, but that's only the beginning. That's just the minimum, minimum requirement. And I mean, the best of the best, they don't just do the minimum requirements. And mom brings up a good point about obedience. For me, honestly, it's, it's just just letting God in, just getting that vibe in. All right, we rolling with God. And a lot of times uh, I would wonder to myself, hold on, is this thought me or is it God? And sometimes a lot of my best choices, I can tell it's God. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, but hold on. You know, I had this more thought out in my head. Uh, but basically, it's essentially just letting God take the wheel. You can't second guess anything. If you do, then you're bound to make some bad decisions. And as an autistic being, that is not fun to deal with. Don't second guess. If the Holy Spirit is speaking with you, then just roll. Anyway, I'll give the give the thing to Titus a flag. There you go. One thing about like um putting God first. Something that popped into my head thinking about it is treating God as if he was a normal person, like sitting next to you. Because like if you go to the store and you're dad tells you hey stop messing with stuff on this on the shelf your chances are you'll either listen or you'll be a butthead and they just ignore him but when it comes to god a lot of us treat him like he's way up high and like like treating like there's god time and us time but like the fact is that god is next to us just as much as my dad is sitting next to me and so like treating God as if he is there because he he talks to you and when you and knowing that he is next you, you need to treat him as if he's instead of just way up high in heaven you need to actually treat it like he's actually there instead of just a figment of imagination yeah like because like when you're when you're around your friends, you you're all casual, but if your parents are around, you're gonna be very careful about your language. <laughs> but then like sometimes you forget God is there always. <laughs> I think um just a, a foundation of seeking first the kingdom um, a lot of times just has to do with conversation and um, being consistently and constantly, you know, I, I, I the word says, you know, to, to always be in prayer. And, and so I, I just try to make it a habit to always be in prayer, you know, instead of, you know, thanking God for my food. Amen. And that, and that, uh, you know, I, I think of it as like, like a, a text message, you click send and then it's gone. And, but if you, if you just, you know, just keep, keep it, you know, keep going, um, it becomes an awareness and that, and that is just the, the beginning, um, because then when you're in a constant conversation, you're not only talking, you're hearing. And then that launches you into, um, into seeking the kingdom. 
So when I think about seek first the thing, the kingdom of God, I see it's not just you seeing God in all aspects of your life. It's you using God and you being with God in all aspects of your life. God has given everyone a gift and you need to use the gift that God has given you to spread God, to show God is a presence. You can spread the word of God and then get more people into the kingdom, get more people with you to use God, to see God. Vince obviously saw that I was thinking, um, but I wasn't sure if it was really this question or another one, but I'll share. Um, when I read this question, when you post them online stuff, I was reading it. The thing that came to mind was that we don't wait for death to seek first, to seek that kingdom. The kingdom isn't after we die. It's now. It's here. Come it's on. all around us. It's what goes on now. So it kind of goes with question three. So, but yeah. But Michael's writing notes. Might be too. So for me, it looks like just seeking the discomfort because like always when I finally find comfort, it means that I'm hiding from something that I should be doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to seek the discomfort because when I... Um, when I find somewhere I'm comfortable in, it means that I'm hiding from something that I actually should be doing. Um, for me, it's fun, play, enjoyment, like seeking the desires that are inside of me, the kingdom that's within, like the things that he's placed in me that he longs for me to touch and find and like be revealed and um so you know like the fun and the play and the enjoyment and like just being able to step into things that I like and you know try things and play with things and then move on if I don't uh that to me is all about seeking the kingdom Personally, I don't really know, but what I do know is without him, we wouldn't be full and we would never be together. But with him, we can be united as one. And I think that he uh, knows what's best for us and that he cares for us always, even if he knows that we did something wrong but he forgives us because he knows that we love him no matter what. And so he returns that. Does anybody else have anything on this question? Okay. We'll get to the rest of you on the next one. Number two. What are your thoughts on the unseen realm? This is me being uncomfortable because <laughs> um, I know that the unseen realm is more real than the realm that we're in. This is like if you took time and, you know, drew it out and we have this timeline, eternity is all around it. And God is in every place at any, all the time. So we're traveling along this, you know, this line of our timeline, but eternity is forever. So when I, I start to see myself in the circle rather than on the line and it changes things. Um, when you think that way. So my thoughts on the unseen realm are that everything takes place there before it manifests on the earth. That's just an, an opinion. I don't know if that's true or not. But just thinking about pressing in 
like even faith, faith is a substance, like and pressing into those things that, um, thank you, that like, um, that in order to live the kingdom life, we have to be pressing into the kingdom, into the unseen realm. And like for just for power, like everything we need is there. And in order to see it here, we have to press into there. So. Um, it's scary, I think, okay. and exciting. That's all. Here you go. All right. Exciting. Scary. Personally, about the unseen realm, um, I just feel like it's there, and it's the same thing as this one. It's just we can't see it. No, I was unprepared for this. Got it. All right. So when it comes to the unseen realm, there are many mechanics within it that are still unknown to everyone. There are a few uh, things that I do think like crazy ideas like uh, multiple timelines and uh, different realms of existence, but there are plenty of things that stay consistent within these ideas. Being what God would do in all of these situations, the events that occur, and of course, Jesus dying for us one way or another. So honestly, I believe that with this unseen realm, we must understand that no matter what, Jesus would always protect us, and I suppose that's all that matters. And I mean, with the idea of multiple timelines, it does uh, make God seem to be more powerful. Obviously, I mean, it doesn't really mean that God is any less powerful if this isn't true. But think about it. Like, just zipping from timeline to timeline... God is always there in all spaces, all time, all realities. It's crazy. So uh, that's that's pretty cash money, you know what I mean? Thanks. Oh. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what, what's the seen realm is it like, like what is that is it heaven or something is it so that's heaven <laughs> it reminds me of like spider-man <laughs> the new one <laughs> I just didn't write the. I don't know. If it's heaven, then cool. <laughs> That's what I think. Yep. A couple of words. A It's cool. <laughs> so, um, when I think about the unseen realm, you like first thing I remember is that like um in the beginning God created everything, and so we have the physical realm in which God created in the beginning and it was meant to be perfect it was supposed to be where we would be in the garden of eden and it was supposed to be just perfect whatever the heck we could ever need or want there until we kind of tossed the table over and ruined it all and we see like there's 
the um, so we have the seen realm, which is what we decide to flip the table on and just mess it up. Then in the unseen realm, unseen unseen realm, we can see that there's like at least from what I what I from my understanding. Oopsies, my face is not near the mic. <laughs> but there's everything in the unseen realm. It's the stuff we don't see. Like of course there's heaven, and then also there's hell because that that's the parts are unseen we, we cannot see with our physical eyes but the part the thing about the unseen realm is that there's because obviously not the entire unseen realm is good because obviously there's hell which was meant for satan and the people who he deceives but then there's the part where heaven the part that god created because we decided to flip the table here and then god decided okay let's make something that the table isn't flipped where where my people can be with me and he comes down to here to show us hey you guys like this is messed up but there's a new thing that is not messed up and i think it's cool and i think you'll like it and so god tries to show us the place that he is making for us. And I think that that's part of my thoughts of it. A lot of my thoughts are still jumbled up. <laughs> what? Okay, so I think it's really like a scary and intimidating feeling and an uncomfortable feeling because if you like don't know and like I guess because we don't necessarily know what's out there unless you like put yourself out there and lose yourself to love God. Something about the unseen realm that uh, uh, I find uh, cool is that it's a lot less unseen than one might think. Um, you see it a lot more, more than you you realize. Um, and my mind went blank, so yeah. I don't really know how to feel about it, but like Autumn and Lily said, I think it's freaky but fun. My thoughts about it is like, um, because you've already spent your time on earth and the unseen realm is heaven, I think once you die, it's your time to go to your actual father. And he can tell you all the stuff about him, do stuff with him. And spend time with your relatives that you probably don't know, like your ancestors. That's my thoughts about it. Thank you. I thought about it a little bit more. Um, I like. I, I would like to think of it as kind of like the and. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Or there's heaven and it's kind of that in between thing where <laughs> yeah I think that's what she's saying think about it like when we're born we have no memory of what was before and I think he wants us to have that little bit of a mystery of what's out there after um I kind of see it as is what you like where you live like where you put yourself when you're living like you put like all the good vibes in you like gods in you and all that it's a you'll the unseen realm is like 
where you're going to put yourself off. It can either be good, it can be bad. It just depends if where you put yourself when you're living. Like if you're with God and heaven and all that. All right, let's go on to the next question. We can't see it. Are we live on Facebook? Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. All right. We're going to pull up Kalita's comments real quick. Real quick. <laughs> We're trying here. Okay. Unseen realm. Allowing the Jesus in me through Holy Spirit, let me see the natural through supernatural eyes. The unseen realm has intimate connection to what we see in the natural, but seeing it through his eyes. That's good. That is good. All right. Question number three. How do you know you're in the kingdom realm? How do you know you're in the kingdom realm? So the big thing about the kingdom realm is that, because like we have like the unseen realm and that's all the stuff like with our natural eyes we can't see. And obviously there's good things and then there's the stuff we don't really want to be like hell because we have to acknowledge the fact that hell does exist. But the kingdom realm, that's where God is. How you know you're in it is when you're in the presence of God. You, when you're able to feel God's presence around you. That is what I would think would be the biggest indicator that you are in the, the kingdom realm. Is when you're with God. Um, I think you know you're in the kingdom realm when things that shouldn't happen do happen um the miraculous uh things that just like living life on earth uh, it has a string of you know cause and effect and so you know you're in the kingdom realm when that when the cause and effect are like just worlds apart and it just you know God intervened that I feel like that is you know, prayers being answered in a way that seems unpractical, seems ridiculous. I think that's the kingdom. Realm. My idea of the kingdom realm is with God. And um, at first it might seem scary because you're going to heaven and you personally don't know what it feels like. You've never seen it. But the way you know that you're in the kingdom realm is that you can just feel it. You can just feel the feel it. It's like a feeling. Um, I think I'm in the kingdom realm everywhere I go because there are caring people, and I think that's what the kingdom realm should be: caring people, people who like you, um, people that God has sent to you. To live with you. Hmm. I mean, the only thing that's coming to my mind how I know I'm in the kingdom realm is because I'm human. And as a human, God's with me, He's in me, and so I can't be outside of the kingdom realm. So either I'm willing to perceive it and acknowledge it or not but it's there can't escape it i feel like when you're in the kingdom realm you'll feel joy and peace um I know I'm in the kingdom realm because I trust the word. 
And uh, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so even when I, I don't feel it, I accept that I'm, that, that, that I'm there and it's, it's something that he's provided and made um, accessible at all times. Um, I wrote down that when you know you're in the kingdom realm when you're using the kingdom monetary system. Like it talks about in uh, Matthew 6.20, um, instead stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rest, decay, or lose their value. And it says your heavenly treasures are eternal realities such as loving others and doing good, revealing truth, and bringing Christ's light to the lost. None of these treasures can be stolen or ever lose their value. So that's kind of like, that's how you know when you're, that's like what you're treasuring up and storing. And then I also wrote, you know, when you're just exuding the fruits of the spirit, like when they're just following you, flowing from you, that it's just evidence. I think that's also when you know you're living in the kingdom. All right. So. One way I think you can tell if you're in the kingdom realm is more of a revelation that while we do have power on our own, we need to remember that God is the one who gave us said power. Without God, we wouldn't exist. Without God, we would have no power. God gifted us with powers to do uh, miraculous things like even instinctually i'm pretty sure her uh, we've done a few things that are pretty uncanny but we must remember oh hello that spark though sorry <laughs> i get distracted easily but we must remember that excuse you mr lightning okay uh we must remember that it, it isn't our own power. God gave us this power, and he can easily take it away. So it's more of a revelation, I think. At least one of the ways you can tell if you're in the kingdom realm. A revelation that you've been gifted with this power. Use it wisely, and bada-bing, bada-boom. Miracles. Um, I don't even know. I guess you'll just know. That's what I think. I guess you'll just know. I said, I guess you'll just know. Like about what Jordan said about it being a revelation. I think it's something that's like, once you're in it, there is no way to mistake being in it because it's God and when you see that you're with like when you're there it's like oh shoot okay so this is happening Uh, Kalita said allowing the Jesus in me through Holy Spirit let me see the natural through supernatural (laughs) eyes the unseen realm has intimate connection to what we see in the natural but seeing it through his eyes that's good. Um, can I add? I want to add. Yes. Can I participate? Thanks. Um, <laughs> I think for me, um, the knowing that the unseen realm is, is coming at me because that's kind of how I view it. I realize that it's all around us and it's at hand and it's even in and through us. But for me, a lot of times it's when there is conflict. It's when there is conflict being stirred up in me and, and God is like asking me to like face something, turn and face something rather than hide and shy away from it to turn and face it because he moves toward us in the opposite spirit of what it is that we're experiencing. And so that's for me, like when I really know that there is something new available for me to step into because the kingdom is always advancing and we should be advancing through it. And so just in my mind, that's how I I view the kingdom realm is that there's always an advancement. There's always space being created for me to take up. And it's only when I allow the conflict to be provoked inside of me. So we're all talking about the the fun, good feeling of the kingdom realm and everything. But for me, it's like acknowledging that there is conflict 
the that it provokes in me where God's like saying like, okay, like this is how you've been thinking, right or wrong, but this is your last season thoughts and now it's time to advance and I have to take on a new mindset. Another way I can tell is it's just like a yes or no question. It is what you think it is. There you have it. Should we do the next question? Yes. What am I making the way for? And this question originates out of the, the story of John the Baptist knowing that he was sent to make way for Jesus, right? And so we all have gifts that we function in and what are you making way for is what we're wanting to get to the bottom of. No right or wrong answers, just like, what are your thoughts? Okay, so when I was young and even to this day, I like seeing stories as though God was in them. And well, sometimes uh, some stories don't fit that, others do. And those stories are honestly the good stories. Uh, but what I'm getting on to is a lot of people don't really see God in the stories that we tell. And that's why, at least one of the reasons why I want to be a game designer. I want to create stories that, that bring God at the center of it all. That it is God painting the universe. Obviously, I'd be making the concepts or whatnot, but it, it's a depiction, more or less. You know what I mean? And I really believe that... Once when I do initiate my plans, that people will see God in another light, so to speak. That, you know, because honestly, there are the only good, good Christian media that I could basically think of are some pure flicks films and VeggieTales. That's it. And honestly, oh, and uh, The Chosen. The, the Chosen's pretty cash money. But I mean, then there's like a bunch of others. Avengers Endgame and Toy Story. And you can, you, you can only count the good Christian media on your left hand. That's not good. So I want, yeah, I'm making a way for a better future with, the connection between God and media and stories, basically. Oh, and the Bible is also a good media. Although, to be fair, God wrote that. I'm not really sure if it, what realm that counts in. But yeah, that's the way, what I'm making way for, basically. Sorry uh, if I was too cringe or whatnot. Thanks, man. So... When thinking of what am I making way for, there's like, for me, there's two answers. There's the literal, like in text answer. Then there's the, what's happening right now. Because it is said in scripture, like Jesus said that when he went up to heaven away from his disciples, he sent down the Holy Spirit. But he also said that in the book of Revelation, that eventually he would come down in physical form again, rule the earth for a thousand years and like the end of the earth, all that. And it's like, there's like, we are making way for eventually Jesus coming down and ruling the earth for a thousand years and whatever happens after that. But then there's the fact that within like, what's going to be happening with me now, it's like the thing that we are making way for other than the, what God said that he would do, which we don't know when he'll do it. But then there's also the stuff that God's like, okay, while I'm getting ready to do this, there's also things that I want you to do now. And so it's like, it's not any one thing. It's like, okay, so there's this. Okay, you got this done. So now there's this. Okay, so you got this done. So now there's also this. And when you get this, it allows me to do this. And so it's just whatever... God says, because it's 
ever changing because like as the world changes the world needs new things as the world changes and so god has you make way for the solutions to those things that the world needs and so it's never any one thing it always it's variable Um, I am making way for hope and possibility. Sorry, I'm a woman of few words. You got this. You got this. Okay, so I guess I'm just making way forward and learning how to be uncomfortable with the fact of being comfortable with Jesus. Because he, I know he's right there. I just have to open up and actually grasp on him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it just goes back to what I'm being called to do. And um, I just. Please. <laughs> Um, I just want to give like kids a future and um, destroying the orphan spirit. That's just so cyclical. Okay. Um, I, 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 um, okay. I wrote, what are you making me for? Um, healing, wholeness, and an awareness of God's goodness for people, which will then in turn help them in a, an awareness of their goodness. I said that I'm making way for healing, wholeness, and awareness of God's goodness. So then, therefore, that will make a way for people to get an awareness of their goodness. When I think about this question, I think about making way for the next, whoever that is. Uh, the world doesn't rotate clean throughout life. Uh, bad things happen. Um, not everyone sees how Christians see. Not everyone sees God. Not everyone sees joy, peace. Um, so I'm making way for the next. I think I'm making a way for being with God. And by doing that, uh, I think he wants me to be a foster parent because I was a foster child. And I think he knows that I could do it best because I actually know how they feel since I was, like, just a baby. And I think he thinks that he knows I can do this because I'm a really kind, caring person, and I have empathy for people. That's really good. That's very good. Mm -hmm. um, I love what Lisa said about awareness. Um, I want to make a way for people to see God in, in their situation. Um, a lot of times, it's kind of sad, you see the world like kind of struggling uh, people with different problems and, and it's like, if only they could see God's goodness in it, you know, turn that around. It's hard to have words for it, but I see it as a picture. Um, I love what you said about possibilities because, you know, when people come in and, you know, maybe unload on you, um, it's almost like you perk up and like, oh my gosh, but the, look at all these possibilities. If they could only be drawn into that king, the kingdom realm and where their answer lives. And so I want to make a way for people to get to their answer and to their solution, whether it's um, through what was one of our things we were going to have um, strategies, whether it's through strategies or through worship um, or just um, reminding or letting people know who they are. They may never have 
you know, had anyone tell him. So. I don't even know though. I really don't. Like all I can think is like just a fresh start. That's that's all I got. A fresh start. That is good. <laughs> that's real good. I overthink things a lot. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know. What am I making away from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A new generation, I guess. Okay. A new generation. What are your aspirations, and how does that? Well, that's too many questions. Yeah. We're going to, anybody else? I just had that making a way for whole families and for people to find their value, for their value. Anyone else? What am I making a way for? So God's given me a new name this year. It's Revelation. And what that's about is about making way for revelation and wisdom uh, in the people around me. So that I'm making way for revelation and wisdom for the people around me. Anybody else? I would have worded it better if I'd known that. <laughs> Are we transitioning? All right, let's um, let's transition into a time of worship. The oh, you have something. We're going to slowly transition. Well, we'll take <laughs> to, time to put hey, some chairs away. Let's let's actually talk about this for just a second. Do yeah. you have something to say? Oh, there's More that. Coffee. But before you do that, before you get up to go refill your Coke, let's talk about, again, Vince mentioned the awkward at the beginning. And I really do want us to, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We understand that what we're transitioning into is different. And sometimes we're uncomfortable with change. Just hold it in attention. You're going to be okay. I promise you. You're going to be okay. Do your best to enter in. I think that, would you, okay, Amy and I had a conversation. I'm totally putting her on the spot. So, so give her some grace if she fumbles for a second while she, you know, pulls her thoughts together. But I, I loved what she was saying about her experience from last Sunday. And um, just, do you mind just sharing a few words? <laughs> um. Yeah, so I feel like I have gotten really good at worshiping alone, um, and I feel comfortable there, and it like feels real and authentic, but I've always struggled to walk into a church environment and worship with other people, and I think this has been my entire life. I've always kind of felt that way, and um, last week, and even when I do, like when I worship, you'll notice I'm always like in the back of the room, like... <laughs> kind of away from everybody as much as possible. And I have to kind of, you know, focus. Um, and part of that I've been discovering over the last few months has a lot to do with judgment. Um, you know, my whole life I've been, I understand like worship to be something to be looked at. And like people like are looking at how you're doing it. Are you doing it right? Are you doing it wrong? Are, you know, are you over worshiping and like pretending or are you you know sitting <laughs> oh, oh I, I judge a lot of over worshiping 
<laughs> or are you like not participating? And so people are judging you for not participating. Like there's all of these things that I've been kind of working through. And last week, um, when we were kind of forced to come together, oh, oh, <laughs> forced, oh, <laughs> it felt forced, um, you know, and it's like that moment of like, if I don't comply, I'm going to be judged. If I comply, I'm judging myself because like, I don't really want to be here and I'm stepping into something that I'm like forcing myself. It doesn't feel authentic. So either way, I'm doomed, you know, like it's kind of my thought process. <laughs> But so I come up, you know, because I'm more of a complier, even though internally I'm not complying, and some people know that. But I act like I am. Um, and I had a moment where I felt my spirit open, and, like, I started to engage in worship. And as soon as I felt that, I also felt a lot of other things coming at me. I felt judgment, like, coming really strongly at me and just other things in the room. And I shrunk back. Like, I was like, oh, dang, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to run away and go get in my car and drive away. And I kind of walked outside for a second and came back in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, you know, like sit in this and kept trying to pursue a little bit. But what I discovered, what I realized is, um, and I see this have being played out my entire life, is when you're with a group of people and you open yourself up spiritually in worship, other people affect you, like the stuff that they carry, what they're bringing affects you. And we all carry good and bad, like, you know, and there is judgment, like floating throughout the room on how people are acting and what they're doing and are they participating, are they not participating, all those things. And to, to like get to a place, my goal is to get to a place in this where I can stand in the midst of all of that and still open myself up to worship. Like, that feels really exciting to me. It feels different than I've ever known in my life, like, to be able to, like, have other things coming at me and still see Jesus there and, like, stand right in the middle of it. Did I say everything? You said it all. Okay. I don't know if that's all. Sorry. Okay. Um. So my goal, you know, we watch like those worship videos and they're so, they're fun, they're compelling. And it's like, I want to do that. I want to be like that. I, I feel like Holy Spirit's been telling me the thing that makes them like that. Do you notice how many people have decided to open themselves up and just be in the presence of God? Um, when you don't participate, you know, it, you're actually, you're robbing the group of that, that Holy Spirit power that's flowing in you. And you're kind of just like shutting off the valve. And so it is like when I'm playing piano and I'm starting to sing, and then all of a sudden I hear Cody start to hum. And then I hear Kian start to pick up and I hear intensity. I hear Jeff's bait, you know, and I, even when I look out and I see people lifting their hands, even if you don't feel like it, just, okay, it's, it's time. I, I just want to, I, I am excited for anticipation from every person here because we're a small group. It makes a big difference when we, when we shut off the valve to the power that the Holy Spirit's wanting to, and you know what, it actually can shut down up there too. You know, it's a big a lot of people coming together um, and just opening their hearts to Jesus and letting him have their way. It is amazing what will start to flow. So I would encourage you guys, you know, we're not all experts, you know, at what we do up there, but we do have a heart to see the kingdom come, uh, to see Jesus um, celebrated and lifted up. Because you know what? I see the Care Bear stare, um, all, you know, that, that Holy Spirit power and you know, that giant beam of light, it's like the Batman signal and it's drawing all men to himself. The smaller our little beam going up, it might not be visual to, you know, many people. So we really need, we need you. 
We need that Holy Spirit power that's in you. So come up close. Shoot, you could come sit on my piano seat. But just um, feel that, you know, whether it's a beat, whether it's some words being sung, just close your eyes and, and see Jesus in that and connect. <laughs> it's like plugging your, your cell phones or something. Just start plugging them into the port, to the, to the power source. I love all that Robin said. I would just add one thing to that. Like, as you're doing that, let go of what other people are doing. Like, whether you think they're participating or whether you think they're active enough or they're not raising their hands or they are, like, let go of all of that and, like, follow worship the way you follow worship. And for yourself, too. Like, don't don't feel like you have to do a certain thing to look like you're worshiping. Like, I almost... just go there with him, you know? And that's when you really open up and it's like letting go of all of that, like expectation and what you expect of yourself or what others expect of you. I almost feel like there's two ports to plug into, you know, because it is true. It's practical that there are the, the heavy things we carry and the burdens that Jesus says he's making light. So you got two choices. Plug into the power source that makes the burden easy and light. Don't plug into the power source that just drowned you in the world's problems. Don't plug in there. It's powerless. It'll suck you dry. You'll be on zero battery. (laughs) So I don't know. I just want to try to use some lingo that this technical age can kind of understand. But it is a, that is the thing that I'm not totally missing, but I see can be so much more when we watch those people, I mean, whether it's on an instrument, they're just, they're engaged and they're, they're calling stuff down and it's just powerful. And I really believe even where we're at right now, which isn't nearly where we're going to be, you know, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.